J.M. and the A.M. on a Thursday. Rob Astorino wants to be the next governor of New York State, and he is with us live via telephone. Election Day is coming Tuesday. It's quite a uh, a competitive race, to say the least. And um, he is with us this morning here at J.M. and the A.M. Thank you so much for joining us here this morning. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You have a, uh, a a tremendous history in radio and in sports. Did you have a chance last night to watch any of Game 7, or it's been campaigning day and night? <laughs> you know, I've caught a lot of the games, both um, World Series and, uh, you know, NFL games on the radio in the car, which is like the old times, I guess. <laughs> but I, I got home last night to watch the last two innings. So I was a little upset. I wanted the Royals to win and stuff with, you know, you get a triple with two outs. But Bumgarner's tough. He is tough, all right. And the debate about whether they should have sent him home or not, I'm sure, will go on forever. Yeah, that, I was I was thinking that. But you know what? I think he would have been thrown out by a mile because he was just at third and running out of gas when uh, when the relay. Yeah. I don't think he would have made it. I have a feeling you're right. Rob Estorino is with us. You know, I remember, to, you know, there are a lot of government officials who come on this show, and I'm sure a billion other fora, and they, they talk about the... Um, the unity between New York City and New York State, how the divide that has been described over the years, over the decades, uh, is not a fact anymore. I remember the days in the 1970s when there were bumper stickers up that said, make New York City the 51st state. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> but, but that's how stark a difference people thought there was. I have to assume in this campaign you are getting the feeling that it's more like that than what others are claiming. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know what I found is that most people around the state want the same kind of things. You know, they really do want taxes lower because we're the highest taxed in America. They want good jobs. Other than the island of Manhattan, which is doing very well, you know, the outer boroughs are still struggling in most neighborhoods. Uh, upstate is a basket case economically. You know, you look at what the growth was in our state last year, uh, and Andrew Cuomo is going around taking victory laps that are not deserved. You, you look at the growth, it was 0.7%. That is the one of the worst in the in the United States. And we've got the worst business climate, worst economic outlook. A survey by the AARP that 70% of Long Islanders and 60% of New Yorkers overall, age 50 or above, are likely to leave our state because they can't afford it. That's crazy when you think about those kind of numbers. And we've already had 400,000 leave. So the state is not doing well by any measure, but, you know, I, I think obviously they feel it more upstate. Right. And uh, even in the Hudson Valley and Long Island, things are just, like, inching forward. Nothing that should be going on, like a boom economically is happening there. So that's why this race has, has become very tight around the state. But, yeah, there is definitely that upstate-downstate divide. I hear that from people you know, in these faraway counties from New York City. And they're just concerned because they feel like all of their tax money goes right down to New York City. Well, there's no question, no matter what the margin is, no matter what the polls say, it, 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 things are closer than anybody would have suspected at this point. Uh, that's for sure. And sometimes I, you know, I'm a New York State resident, so sometimes I resent the, the PR machine that uh, Albany sends out. When, when we see how many companies, as you just alluded to, are leaving New York State, when we are familiar, and you know that our community is very familiar with, the, with what's going on in upstate New York. It may be the lower part of upstate New York. New York, but we're very familiar with what's going on, and the and the economic conditions up there are absolutely horrible. Just speak to any right. speak to any of the locals when when any of us travel up, 
and 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 yet the PR machine is able to paint this picture as if companies are dying to come to New York State and set up shop here, which is just proven to be totally false. I mean, Cuomo's two hundred and fifty million dollar ad campaign called Startup New York. They just took a, uh, a pin and pricked the balloon and popped the other day. When he's going around and saying it's the new New York, things are going well, blah, blah, blah. Um, nope. The numbers just came out two days ago. We are ranked 49th in America in business friendliness. As I just mentioned, the economic growth is uh, 0.7 uh, to, to be the bottom of the, uh, of the nation. Uh, you go on and on and on, and nobody's coming to New York. Everyone's leaving New York. I think, the, you know, the only thing that has a busy signal with regard to business is uh, moving vans. <laughs> and that's unfortunate because people want to stay in New York. I want to stay in New York. Nobody likes to say you're an ex-New Yorker, but how many people are moving now in record numbers? You know, we used to go down to Florida for a week, or maybe snowbirds would stay for the winter, but we'd always come home. not the case anymore. People are moving there for good. Yeah, unbelievable. Rob Astorino is with us. Uh, tell me about your experience up in uh, up in Westchester. I mean, the uh, the you're a Republican Westchester County executive. Uh, you've been involved in media for quite a while. Um, it, it, we we don't know a lot about what goes on up in Westchester. Do they suffer from the same type of uh, of things you just described as uh, you know New Yorkers and Long Islanders and upstate New Yorkers do? What's going on in that area of the state? Westchester is a million people. It's a two-to-one Democratic county. So when I was running in 09, everyone thought we had no chance whatsoever. The polls had us down by, you know, gazillion points. And and we shocked everybody because we we stuck on a platform of lowering taxes, giving people an opportunity uh, to live in their homes, uh, you know, focusing on the economy. And since then, We've cut county property taxes more than any county in New York State. Our budget is smaller today than what it was in 2010 when I walked in the door. We've got 30,000 new private sector jobs and one of the lowest unemployment rates in New York. And so we're we're doing well. But, you know, I think people said, well, how could you get elected? I got elected in a two-to-one Democratic county with home of the Clintons because I campaigned in areas Republicans traditionally don't. As a result, we got a lot of the minority vote. Uh, we won, and Westchester is the eighth largest Jewish county in America. Right. People don't realize that. And so, you know, I spent a lot of time uh, meeting with Jewish leaders, and um, and we won Jewish communities in Westchester for the first time in, you know, a generation. And I think as we've been campaigning around the 62 counties, you know, I've been meeting with uh, Jewish leaders in Sullivan County and Rockland County and Orange County and in Brooklyn and, and other areas uh, with a very warm reception. You know, I, I traveled to Israel two years ago, not two months before an election, but two years ago, and really got a wonderful understanding <clears throat> of the relationship between America and Israel. And I was in Sturrot and just, you know, thinking about and, and talking to families there how they live their lives when when rockets from Gaza are coming into their community every other day, where there's bomb blasts on the elementary school, and yet they still smile, they still you know mill about and, and have a productive society in Israel, despite what they're surrounded by in the in the Golan Heights and and all over. So, you know, I think my relationship 
with our Jewish leaders in Westchester and now throughout New York is a strong one, and um, and I'm proud of that. The um, I can only imagine how many times you were standing there thinking, you know, if rockets were falling on Westchester, oh, what what type of reaction there would be? The whole it's absurd when people when people think that Israel needs to show restraint in that type of situation. Oh, yet please. of course, yet of course, that's I what know. happens. There's no moral equivalency of what. Uh, the terrorists are doing and what peaceful Israel is trying to do with regard to protecting themselves. And, um, you know, I, I just, I can't stand when I hear that stuff and the media trying to play at both sides or favor even uh, the terrorists. And, you know, there is a line and a difference between Palestinians, for instance, who are good, peaceful people and want the same thing for their kids as Israelis do. And nobody should want or probably does want anyone to suffer or innocent people to to lose their life. But there's a difference between Hamas and, uh, you know, these terrorist groups who shield, use humans as shields, who bomb hospitals, who uh, terrorize. There's no moral equivalency with that. Rob Estorino is with us live via telephone. What's today like? I mean, as things start to wind down, is uh, is today a... uh you know, a, a day you're out meeting and greeting. Are you uh, are you uh, collecting endorsements from specific groups or uh, organizations? What is the Thursday before election day like? Busy right now. We're on the Taconic, heading to um, the Kipsey area, Duchess for a big rally, and then we'll be heading down to Playland Ice Casino, where we're officially reopening it after the extensive uh, renovations on that historical building after Hurricane Sandy, and then we'll be in New York City. Uh, and then we start to go on a two-day upstate swing, where it'll be our final trip in all the markets and uh, rallies all over the place. And it's exciting because, uh, you know, what what's happening now around the state is people are rejecting Cuomo in, in huge numbers now. Uh, we're doing very, very well. We're winning in key areas now. And uh, we are going to pull a 94 Pataki uh, against another Cuomo. And, you know, you see what's happening in the nation and the fact that the president and governor of Cuomo are completely bungling our response to Ebola, uh, but the governor now under federal investigation for corruption, uh, these ads that are on TV, <clears throat> which are indefensible. Even the New York Times has said Cuomo's ads are are false and misleading. So, like the Democratic um, consultant Hank Shankoff once said, Andrew Cuomo will do anything and say anything, including lie, to get elected. And we've seen that this whole campaign. But people now aren't buying it. They've seen the other side. They realize New York can be a much better state, and uh, that's why they're coming into our column and why we're going to win on Tuesday. Rob Estorino, he's running Tuesday on the Republican line for uh, governor of New York State, and uh, it certainly is turning into a race compared to what some people had predicted. Thanks so much for joining us. I much, uh, I greatly appreciate it, and good luck on Tuesday. Thank you so much. Anytime. Let's do it again. Appreciate that. Rob Estorino, Thursday morning broadcast, JM in the AM.